on today's Locked On Royals podcast. The players, the owners, finally meet together. What does that mean for the rest of this season, for the rest of this negotiation? What are we waiting on? What's still to be decided? And how can we help facilitate the conversation? All of that and more on today's Locked On Royals podcast on Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams. It's every day on Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about the counterproposal from the Player Association, and the owner's counterproposal to the counterproposal and just the latest CBA roundup real quick. Uh, we're going to be doing this a little bit more often because it's starting to heat up a little bit. But basically what's happened so far, in case that you've kind of tuned out of baseball since the World Series and you just kind of are coming back now as it starts to ramp up towards what is usually around the time that pitchers and catchers report here in a couple of weeks. And, you know, you just want to see what's been happening around baseball. A big nothing burgers happen. Just real quick on the recap of this. Uh, World Series happens. The pending lockout is coming, uh, but there's a flurry of free agency moves that happen, which are very fun for the sport and very fun for baseball fans. And uh, it it was yet another positive momentum for baseball. I think that the baseball season was pretty fun this year. I think that the playoffs were fun this year. I think that baseball did a really good job of marketing for the first time, where those Dodgers and Padres series always felt huge, right? And, and, and it helped that at the beginning of the year, whenever they played so often, that the games lived up to the billing. They were incredibly fun games that you could watch uh, live if you were crazy and want to stay up to 2 a.m. or uh, really enjoy the highlight package from those games if you couldn't, you know, if you couldn't afford to stay up till 2 a.m. Uh, and actually had to get up and go to work the next day. I think that with baseball this season and the players that you have right now, which is a big part of this, right? Your players in this sport are all incredible personalities for the most part, uh, especially your star players. Uh, you know, you look at social media and there's more players now doing vlogs and doing TikToks and streaming video games and taking you behind the scenes on Twitter and doing podcasts than ever before. And, that has really allowed baseball content creators to break the mold and to go outside the box and kind of follow the players in that effort of making baseball a more fun sport versus a more buttoned up sport. And and I think that there's a time and place for both. I think that uh, this should be a big enough pool to where uh, you can have the buttoned up side of baseball. You can have the, uh, side of baseball that's analytics and war and advanced stats and uh, you know kind of 
evaluating players as numbers, if that's what you're into, you can also have the fun side of baseball where it's just home runs and diving catches and celebrations and all the other kind of emotional things that happen throughout the course of a season versus the money ball aspect of the season, right? And I think that, I think that most fans enjoy both. I think that most fans enjoy at times thinking critically and most fans enjoy at times just sitting back on a summer night and watching fun baseball and not worrying about pitch framing or not worrying about war or route to the ball or just anything besides cool diving catch or nice home run. And so baseball had all this momentum where you just, you just now had a really good balance of those two things where the players are involved in the media, the players are involved in, in the entertainment aspect on and off the, uh, off the court, off the field. And the content creators have just become elevated enough to where you have your really, really smart people and your really, really smart people in a different way of like creative people. Right. And it felt like baseball could really capitalize on that and become a more popular sport with a variety of age ranges, right? Where they can start to make up ground on these other sports that have capitalized on the younger demographic. The video game, it will be the show, I think is a big deal for baseball. I think it's the best sports video game out there. I, I play them all. I'm still uh, in the video game stage of my life, right? I play them all. And I think that the show is the best one out there. And, uh, you know, as much as I want it to be NBA 2K because I love the NBA, I think that the show is by far the best video game. And, and with this last season, it went to all platforms instead of just being on PlayStation. Uh, so what does that mean for those of you who don't play video games? Well, it's just there are kids now that don't even watch baseball that are playing MLB The Show. And the most commonly played mode is what mode called Diamond Dynasty. So in that mode, you collect baseball cards, and then you use those baseball cards uh, as your team. It's kind of like Stratomatic in a way, uh, but kind of a video game style of it. So, you know, you can get anywhere from George Brett to a throwback Eric Cosmer from the Royals to Joaquin Soria. Like, you can get all these different cards from the Royals and from other teams and compile them into... Uh, your team and then go take that team and play your friends or play random people online or just play by yourself offline as well. For example, my team right now uh, has Willie Adamas, Bryce Harper, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, Austin Riley, Salvador Perez, Craig Biggio is on there as well. Like, uh, you know, the, these teams range from, you know, Pedro Martinez all, all the way through uh, John Means. Like, it, these teams kind of introduce players past and present to young player, to, to young people. And the streaming that Blake Snell and Trevor May and, and those players did uh, during the uh, lockout, well, not lockout, but during the you know hiatus of baseball was big to grow this sport as well, seeing those guys play video games and have that banter back and forth. And so the video game took off this season. It took off and it created baseball fans that were now interested in how their guys are doing because you do get rewarded for production, right? So if you get a what's called a live series card uh, of a player, and let's say you get Salvador Perez's live series card in April, and then he goes on that huge home run tear. Well, by you know June, that card is now much more valuable and is much better. It has much better power numbers. It has much better attributes to use in your game. So you want to keep up with your players, and you want to see how they're doing. In a way, it's like fantasy baseball, kind of. So that lended itself to more interest in the sport because of the video game. So you're seeing all these positive momentum. You're finally having more entertaining people talking about baseball. You're having more high-priority people talking about baseball. You're having players 
give you the inside look you've never gotten before during the season, not just kind of retroactively. You're having all that stuff happen to where baseball was growing in a very, very strong way. And it cultivated in that flurry of offseason moves where you have the Rangers going for it and the Rangers trying to win. And with the expanded playoffs on the horizon and likely going to happen, with that going to happen, the more teams that want to try to win a World Series, the better because it's so regional, right? Baseball is, frankly, a regional sport. Most people aren't like you and I. You probably do the same thing that I do. And by the MLB TV package every year, so you can watch every single baseball team and every single baseball game that you can handle. And most people don't do that, though. Most people just watch their local team, whatever whatever's free on their television, and that's kind of what they settle into. Well, the more of those teams that you can follow for 162 games of good quality baseball, and that leads to a postseason berth, or even just flirting with a postseason berth, the better to keep those fans engaged from April through August, through September, through October. And so the free agency period showed us, hey, there's more teams going for this stuff now. There's more teams that want to win now, whether that's a product of the expanded postseason or not. So baseball had all this momentum. And then the lockout happens. Now, the lockout has been speculated about and has been kind of and understood, right? It's, it's been understood this is going to happen for quite a while now. But the twists and turns it takes will decide baseball's future. So now you're up to date, and we're in our lockout. So we're going to talk about the lockout coming up uh, after this. But first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportbook experts. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year, and we continue to march into the playoffs in football and beyond uh, Bet online remains your number one spot for the best sport wagering action of 2022. New year and a new updated website and interface for you. Whenever you sign up today, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our code locked on to get started. Our code locked on will get you that welcome bonus at betonline.ag. From football, basketball, baseball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, even your favorite casino games do not wait. Take advantage of these amazing offers right now for the 2022 season. But online is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your sport action. But online is where the game starts. I want to show you how quick it is to bet at betonline.ag. So you type in betonline.ag, you're on their website, you go to sports, and then you click the sport you want to bet on. I'm going to click NFL. I want to bet on the Chiefs game this upcoming weekend. And look, it's right here. I can either bet Chiefs minus one and a half or Bills plus one and a half. Or take the money line or take the over under, which is 50 right now, 54 right now. Uh, it's that simple. I just put a bet on the Chiefs minus one and a half to beat the Bills on Sunday. Hopefully that comes true. But that's how quick and easy it is for you to bet at betonline.ag. So make sure you go check them out. Betonline.ag, your online sportbook experts. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Roland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. Uh, make sure that you subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. Thank you for making us your first listen, of course, three days a week right now in the offseason. We're going to ramp back up to five once the season begins. Uh, and check out Lockdown Chiefs. They're five days a week right now covering the Chiefs' playoff run, which hopefully will continue past Sunday. So make sure you go check them out as well. Now, You've caught up to speed on where baseball is currently at. Momentum, 
a fun free agency period. And I remember typically the big name free agents had been waiting and waiting and waiting until at times the middle of spring training to sign. Remember the Harper and Muchano and, you know, and, and all the other big names that wait that long. And in this scenario, there were some players who took the lockout date in December as a deadline. And you all know that deadlines make deals. And so they wanted to get their deal done. And so players started flying off the shelves. And so other players though, like Freddie Freeman have not signed, even though they're big names and they're more comfortable waiting until, uh, until after the CBA is all hammered out. All this to say, after all of that momentum, baseball is now in a standstill. And the problem is, we're a couple weeks away from what should be pitchers and catchers and what should be information even on the video game that has had no information come out yet about when the new uh, when the new copy of you know, the show is coming out. Is that going to be delayed by this lockout? Who knows? So like everything is intertwined together. And when you factor all of that in, it makes the lockout even that more, much more imperative. And so far, nothing's really happened since the lockout. They took off the holidays, obviously. And then the players submitted their initial proposal, and the owners finally countered that last week. And I think that if you had truth serum, even the owners would admit that that counter last week was a kick-the-can-down-the-road idea, right? Like, it was not a legitimate proposal. It was not to get anything done. It was not to do anything productive. It was simply to kick the can down the road and keep this lockout going for whatever the incentive is for the owners, which I can't quite figure out. When the owners did not want to play games during the pandemic, at least there was a clear motive as to why. No fans in the stands means even while playing games, you're not going to make that money. But there's an idea that you know baseball could have this renaissance tour and, and, and could fill up the stadium pound for pound more than they have been recently and get TV viewership that they haven't been getting recently and just get overall excitement with the sport that they haven't been getting recently if they just can play the games and can strike a deal. And yet the owners do not seem incentivized to do that and to come up with those deals and to agree to terms. So we knew that the first proposals from each side were not going to be anything productive. Monday, the players are going to counter the latest owner proposal. So Monday, we'll know a little bit more on what the players want, right? Because I think that Monday has to start the good faith negotiations. Now, ideally, right, your good faith negotiations start whenever you start negotiating. You want to be in good faith the entire time. But realistically, that's not the case. These these proposals have been out of whack from the owners and, and have not been in good faith at all. Uh, and I think that Monday starts the real clock because if I had to bet right now, I'd bet we miss a month of games at least based on how this is trending. Now, Monday could be a proposal from the players that's just so great and has such little the owners can complain about that we get a deal done quicker than expected. But uh, depending on Monday's resolution, I think we'll know if we're going to miss games or not. And I think that if you miss games, it's not going to be missing a little bit of games, like a week. It's going to be missing like a month at minimum. The big thing with missing games, though, is then you need to do a CBA negotiation for the CBA negotiation. Because if you're not going to play 162 games, then 
how are players going to get paid? If their pay is not based on that 162 game model, how are they going to, how's that going to impact their contracts? Which is what you had to figure out during the pandemic season as well. So ideally Monday resolves everything in the sense of it trends in the right direction. And now I would be, I might collapse if we have a deal done Monday. I think that there's no way that there's going to be a deal done Monday. But with the information that leaks out of that deal Monday, I think we'll have a good idea of how this is going to end up, whether it ends up in missing games or ends up in starting on time, starting around April 1st and running with your feet on the ground, running uh, with this momentum and starting a new era of baseball. And that's another underrated part of this CBA negotiation. If you do lose games and you don't play a full season and you're getting used to the new rule changes on top of that, whatever happens with the new CBA and the rules, then this season is yet another one that feels illegitimate. Just like the 60-game sprint felt illegitimate, just like uh, last year kind of was a weird COVID year, this year would feel bad. And so it would just be a kind of a three-year span of just blah. I mean, who really cares about that era of baseball? But if you can get a deal done within this next month, and, and what I mean really is by February, call it February 10th, and you get a deal done by then, then you can really just take a step back, regroup, and start your next wave of baseball. It's an outdoor sport. Um, you'll have everything in place for the next decade, which is hopefully going to be at least the terms that are agreed to by you know doing the CBA by decades now, hopefully. Uh, and you'll be set. And you can carry that momentum and carry this new era of baseball for a long, long time. And the only positive in all of this, I think, is that football has added a week of playoffs in the sense of they added the week of the regular season. I mean, the playoffs get pushed back a week. Now the Super Bowl is in mid-February instead of early February. Uh, And because of that, casual sports fans that only have the capacity to worry about one sport at a time, which I think that is most people. I think that it's impossible to challenge a person who has their own life, their own family, their own jobs to worry about every sport all the time. So you have to put something on the back burner right now. It's college football on the back burner. It's, it's baseball on the back burner because football's college ball's over. You're in college basketball mode. You're in NBA mode. You're in uh, NHL mode. You're in you know, uh, NFL mode. You're in all these different modes, right? So something has to get put on the back burner. The Winter Olympics are going to start as well, I think, uh, here soon. Something has to get put, get put on the back burner. And so until the Super Bowl's over, baseball's on the back burner for most casual people who are focusing on what they can uh, afford to focus on right now. And so that will help fans not get disgruntled. But if the Super Bowl comes and goes, and the next day after we finish, hopefully crowning the Chiefs Super Bowl champions on Monday, you know, after the Super Bowl, after that comes and goes, then it's going to be, hey, where's the Royals at? What's the Royals doing, right? And you do not want to disappoint those fans and, and have them still being in the lockout here in a month from now after the Super Bowl is over. You just don't, because you got this week of the divisional, you got next week conference championship week, you got a week off, and then you got the Super Bowl week, and then you got the Super Bowl championship, you know, game, you know, Super Bowl game, and then a week worth of talking about the Super Bowl. So you've got like five or six weeks before things really get real, but you do not want to slap your fans in the face and still not have a deal done. You know, five weeks is plenty of time to get this figured out. It really is. So go check out uh, Built Bar as well. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Make sure you go check them out with 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is typically around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs. You should go check out Built Bar and get them today. 
They're great for keeping your New Year's resolution. They're great for everything that you want to uh, accomplish. And my personal thing, my personal favorite thing about my Built Bars, they taste like a candy bar. They have 100% real chocolate on the outside of every single bar, but they also have a ton of flavor. So it allows you to mix it up and not get kind of bored of those flavors over and over again, right? You're not locked into uh, any sort of flavors. So I love that about Built Bar personally. And I, and I think that Built Bar uh, is great pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement or a snack. Make sure you go check out Built Bar today at Built.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order at Built.com. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And on the next show, we're going to talk about our first season preview of the year for the Royals, and that will, of course, change throughout the next few weeks and, and the coming days and things of that nature. But we're going to talk about all of that coming up so make sure you never miss an episode. Subscribe for free across all platforms. And until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, baby. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. If you want to be having a great time. You want to be loving the fun. You want to see all of the excitement. This is the place and we're the one. If you want to be. Yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see. Come on out and join us. This is the place you want to be.